Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Marilyn Shannon and this is the Breaking Free Show and I am delighted to have you all here. Thank you for being here with us today. I know your time is very, very, very special and precious and I'm so delighted that you've chosen to spend it with us and you will not be sorry. Every time we come to the air, we have the most extraordinary guests and today is no different. Trust me. It's amazing. So anyway, before we get started, I want to say hello to Amnon, who is our producer. Hello. hello. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You good. had a good week? Had a great week so far. Yeah? Anything exciting, interesting? Cut anything? the grass. <laughs> That's a good thing, <laughs> no, nothing, I think. nothing exciting. Nothing exciting. Uh-uh. All right. Well, my week has been good so far, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the week and uh, all that that brings. So... My guest today has really touched my heart, Um, and I know she will do the same for you. She is a gift from God, and I want to introduce Whitney Thor to you. She is amazing, and I'm going to let her explain to you what she does. Sit back and listen, and then when you're ready, by whenever that is, feel free to call in anytime you want, 919-518-9773. That's a phone. If you're in Timbuktu and you want to connect with us, with Whitney, feel free to come in on Skype voice. That is computers, that's plural, number two, K voice. And please feel free to join us in the chat. You can ask questions, you can comment, whatever you like. Just put your name in that little window and uh, we'll see you there. So with that, let me introduce Whitney. Whitney, hi. 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 How are you, honey? I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing great. I've, I, it's, I have to cheat and tell everybody that Whitney and I have been talking some before the show, and honestly, she's an angel, and she's been sent from above, so or wherever. So I'm just happy you're here. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So tell everybody what you do. Well, um, what I do is, 
interesting. It's kind of um, all happened by accident, um, and it, it starts way back years and years ago um, when I was like most young women. Um, I was young. I was uh, struggling with body image, um, even though I was thin by all standards, including the BMI and everything else. Um, I struggled with eating disorders from the time I was in middle school um, until the time I went to college. And um, it's unfortunate how common this is. And it's even more unfortunate that um, no one ever really challenged my ideas that I was too fat. And to me, being too fat meant that um, I was wrong, I was worthless, I wasn't good enough. And um, like I said, this just kind of went unchallenged by everyone close to me, my, my family, my friends. And um, my family and friends aren't bad people. You know, they're wonderful. And I think it just speaks to um, how pervasive the idea um, is that thinner is always better. So what, do you, that, what do you mean by unchallenged? I mean, do you mean that they should, I mean, you tell me, what do you mean by unchallenged? Well, I think back to um, a time when I weighed, you know, 117 pounds and I got invited to a pool party and I said, oh, there's no way I can, I can go to that. I can't wear a bathing suit in, in front of boys. And, um, you know, nobody said, Whitney, that's crazy. No one told me when I quit wearing shorts when I was 13 because I thought my thighs were too big. Nobody told me um, that I shouldn't do that. Nobody told me to take off my overalls when I actually went to the beach in high school. Um, and, and looking back, you know, we can never see ourselves totally objectively. And so in hindsight, when I look back at myself, I just think, I was so beautiful and, and should have been so happy and should have been enjoying life in the body that I was given. And I didn't. Uh, I just spent most of my time hating it. I spent most of my time wishing for another body. And I had the belief that um, if I could lose weight, then I could really be happy. Wow. And so if, if, how much do you, do you, are you comfortable sharing how much you weigh now or? Yeah. yeah. Um, right now I'm the, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Uh, I'm about 380 pounds. And um, my weight has been, <laughs> it's an ever fluctuating thing in my life. Um, when I got to college, I suddenly started gaining a ton of weight. By the end of my freshman year, the school year, I had gained 100 pounds. And at that time, um, I didn't question it too much, which sounds pretty wild. I mean, that's a lot of weight to gain that fast. But I had such bad body image anyway that to me it was almost like self-fulfilling prophecy. I had felt so fat my whole life, so I just accepted that now I really was fat. And um, it wasn't until then that I truly, truly realized the weight, no pun intended, that um, the world puts on a woman um, for how she looks. I mean, I couldn't believe it. It, it happened seemingly overnight. Um, the weight gain, it was like putting on a fat suit and going out in public, like one of those social experiments, pretty much. I was gaining weight so quickly that I would um, bump into furniture in, in my dorm room. I would knock into doorways because I, my body was just growing so fast that I didn't understand how to move through my own spaces anymore. And I noticed such a change um, from people that I knew, from people that I didn't know, from men, from women, from professors. Um, I was in school to um, study acting and dancing, and I dropped out of my dance class, uh, and I failed it. <laughs> I made an F. Um, in that class, even though that was my passion and I had previously been a dance teacher because I couldn't stand to look at myself in the mirror. And I really saw how important it was to the world that I look a certain way because suddenly when I really was getting, you know, what most people would call fat, 
um, people didn't pay attention to me. They, um, they judged me. They assumed I was lazy. It was interesting because I felt like I was, like I was so noticeable because I was so much bigger, but at the same time I was invisible. People just looked right through me like I didn't even exist. Mm, they paid different attention to you than what yeah. you were used to. So, right. so I know that you had some medical issues that contributed to the weight gain. So I'd like right. you to, you know, you can touch upon that, but were you also eating? Yeah, I mean, basically my eating disorder behavior kind of ended in college. But at that time, when I started to gain weight and I didn't know why, um, and the feedback that I got from everybody else was that, oh, you're just a, a worthless fat person now, I really kind of took that to heart and I started living that way. I mean, that was in my brain and in my heart, and so that changed the way that I lived physically in the world. I quit exercising. I was too embarrassed to even join a gym or dance or anything. I didn't, you know, eat very well. Um, so all of that really exacerbated the issue, and within a couple years, I'd gained almost 200 pounds. And it wasn't until five years later, when I was finally kind of getting used to the fact that I was a, a big person, um, that I was at my OBGYN and she diagnosed me with polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which is something that I had never even heard of at the time. Um, and it's kind of frustrating for me to look back to know that for five years I was a textbook case and, and nobody really wanted to delve into, you know, why I was gaining weight because I would mention it to doctors all the time. I would say, you know, I've gained so much weight. I don't know why, you know, I'm not getting a period. I never really have. Um, and the answer was always, oh, you're young or you just started college or, you know, you're, an you're on antidepressants or you're drinking or, um, I felt like no one really took me seriously. And, um, so finally, it was 2005, which was, you know, years after I'd already experienced all this weight gain that I was diagnosed with PCOS. Mm -hmm. So when you were, um, so from where you are now, and, and there was a lot of things you said that I could make a comment about, but from where you are right now, have you accepted your body now, or are you at a point where you think one day you'll want to lose weight, or... Is it just, this is who I am? How does that work? Right. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, there was a time where I, I had kind of accepted it a little bit, but I still thought there was no way I could live um, a fulfilled life if I wasn't thin. And I was actually living in Korea after college um, during this time, and I told myself I'm going to come home and go back to the States, and I'm going to lose all this weight. And I told myself I wanted to get back down to 130 pounds, and which was a 200-pound weight loss. And I came back home, and I started working out with a trainer, and I started following a really rigorous diet plan, and I lost 100 pounds in eight months. Um, but the funny thing was is that I still wasn't happy, and um, nobody else really cared that I'd lost 100 pounds in eight months. I remember one day I'd just run five miles on the treadmill, and I was a Zumba instructor, and I was walking out of the gym to my car, and some guys drove by and yelled, something at me that I won't repeat, but it was very mean. And um, I, I remembered at that moment, you know, I've lost 100 pounds, and to the world, I'm still just a fat person. And to myself, I was still uh, making my worth dependent on my weight. So if I didn't lose enough weight each week, I would stay in the gym and just sweat until I could lose another pound, or I would stop eating, or I would throw up what I had already eaten. And so at a time when I should have been the healthiest um, and the happiest, I was still really miserable. Um, 
And then I started working in radio and I quit. At this time, I didn't even have a job. That's all I was doing. But I started working in radio and I quit working out as much and the weight started to come back on because with PCOS, um, weight is a really big challenge and I'm insulin resistant. So if I'm not really actively leading a very healthy lifestyle, I'm pretty much just going to keep gaining weight. Um, and then I kept gaining, kept gaining. And right now I'm up to 380, which is the heaviest I've ever been. Um, I have totally accepted myself and my body. The weird thing is I actually really love my body. I find myself attractive. Um, I, I can look at myself naked without cringing for the first time in my entire life, but I definitely do want to lose some weight. Um, the last 50 pounds or so that I've gained has made life a little limiting for me. Um, my seatbelt is really tight. Um, there are certain chairs that I don't fit in very well and I love to be active and inside there's an athlete and a dancer inside all of this. And so for me personally, I definitely want to lose, I'd say about a hundred pounds since I lost a hundred before. And I, you know, know what my fitness level was, but the difference is that now I'm not focusing on a number. I don't care what other people think I look like for me. Losing weight is just about what it allows my body to do in the world. Um, you know, what my physical activities can be and how I can live life that way. So I really, um, first I thought this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I lost a hundred pounds and I gained it all back. And it was really the best thing because it taught me a, a really good lesson. And the main lesson was that the number doesn't define your happiness. <laughs> that's what the lesson was. So now I've actually found happiness from the inside out, which I never thought was possible. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. Um, and even a year ago, if I heard myself saying this, um, like if I was listening to someone else say this, I would say, no, that's ridiculous. She's lying. That can't be, but it can't be. Um, you can truly love yourself um, no matter what weight you are. And, and that is something I never understood. So I want to ask you about that. But I also want to make a, a, a point of something pretty profound that she's talking about, which is the fact that she it's not about a number that she has to be 150 pounds or 200 pounds. She knows that 100 pounds is going to get her to being comfortable with her being able to be active. And it's not that she can't accept her body. It's that she has accepted her body or she has accepted the fact that she is a big woman, um, but that she wants to do certain things. So accepting yourself wherever you are based on what you want to accomplish in your life is the goal, not the number. Right. right? So, what is it about yourself that you've been able to accept and love that supersedes the, the weight or the body? I think I finally let go of some deeply held beliefs that I had because before, for years and years, I always thought if I could just lose this weight, I'll magically be happy. And then I did lose 100 pounds, and that taught me a lot. It taught me that I am a hard worker, and I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. And those were positive things. Mm -hmm. But it also taught me that if I still stay focused on this magical number, which for me was 130 pounds, that I'll never be happy until I get there. And when I look at the way that I looked, I, was, I got down to about 230. When I look at that body now, I'm like, God, like, that looks great. But... I couldn't allow myself to think that because no one else thought it. I was just swimming in this like stream of what everybody else thinks and what the world thinks and what other people will think of me. Mm -hmm. And I finally somehow, I, I can't, it's hard for me to explain why. I mean, people ask me a lot, like, how did you come to this realization? 
And I'm not really sure, to be honest. I think it's uh, just a, an accumulation of my entire life. But somewhere mm. there came a voice in me that said, I'm not going to let you make me feel worthless because I'm fat. And I'm not going to tell myself that I'm worthless. Well, you have, you have a spirit. And the spirit does not live on a scale. The spirit right. doesn't have a size of a body or know the, you know, your shape, your height, the color of your hair. It, it has to come from inside. And you have a spirit about you that um, is big, no matter what size of your body. It's going to, it's huge. Your spirit is huge. Well, thank you. And right. I, I think also something that really helped me was I um, I took kind of a leap. I mean, people say, how do you gain confidence? And what I used to do was I, I thought, well, I'll wait until I feel confident enough to do something and then I'll do it. But I changed my thinking and I thought, okay, I'm like at this point, I'm like 320 pounds and I don't really feel confident to make a dance video and put it on the internet, but it's going to make my heart happy because I have to dance. That's something I learned. My darkest days were the almost decade where I didn't dance because I thought I wasn't allowed to. I thought that my body didn't give me permission to do that, which is crazy because we can always do whatever we want to do. So I finally took a little leap and I said, I'm going to just start dancing anyway. And then it was after I did it that the confidence came. And I found for me that confidence was a product of action. It wasn't something I could wait to just magically happen inside me. I just had to go do something. And then I showed myself like, wow, Whitney, like, good job. You, you did that. You're still alive and you feel better for it. And, and then you get um, a positive response. I mean, you get negative too, but I really firmly believe that most people want to see other people living life mm -hmm. out loud and they want to see people who are happy and positive. And so all of that just kind of like snowballed together. And then before I knew it, within a few months, I was a completely different person. I just feel like I've been reborn somehow. <laughs> it's great. Right. Well, the, the people that, that need to see you just need to see you. I mean, the people who are going to be negative, uh, you know, it matters, but doesn't really matter. But the people who really need to see you being, you know, joyful and, you know, loving life are people who really need to see you doing that. So that's right. really important. And one of the things that I saw was you dancing in the street somewhere. Yeah. And what was that? Well, I was actually doing that um, for a little documentary. Um, I was in New York, and they were doing a documentary about me. And they said, well, why don't you go out to Times Square and just dance? And I thought, oh, gosh. <laughs> I thought, well, I can do that, but I don't know if we're going to get the response that you're looking for, you know. So, But I went out in the street, and people stopped, and they stared. But And I'm very perceptive, but I didn't see one person laughing at me. Um, I didn't see one person making fun of me and all these people wanted to just stop everything and dance with me. Um, and that was amazing. I mean, I think we, we can't always change everyone else, but I do firmly believe that when you put out a certain kind of like frequency that other people will match it because right. I've noticed in my life since I became really positive about myself, I've encountered more positive people than I ever have in the rest of my 29 years combined. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that's important. Yeah, I do too. And I think, and I, well, I, I mean, I've grown up with, you know, weight issues, you know, big thighs, you know, a big butt, um, you know, those kinds of things. And, but always a small waist. So, right. you know, I've always been, you know, I've been able to cover some things up and I am at a comfortable, mm -hmm. I'm not a toothpick. I've been much thinner, 
but I am at a comfortable place to where I feel comfortable. I'm probably, you know, maybe I'm 165, 164, probably don't, you know, always look it because I can cover, but I am. And, I, and I'm, I'm being brave in saying that because you've been brave in saying it. I probably would not, I probably would have lied. <laughs> but I can't lie because you've been so honest and brave and I admire that so much. So I'm going to say I'm in the, I'm in probably 164, 165, something like that. I fluctuate and I'm in a comfortable place. You know, I, I am in a place where I can stay balanced, you know, where I don't want to go up too much. I don't mind if I go down, but I'm okay where I am. I exercise. I'm comfortable exercising. I can move my body. I can stand up in front of a room and feel good about myself. And I'm good. You know, I've been, you know, I've been 40, 50 pounds heavier, you know. And so where I'm at, I feel like, you know, I'm good. I can eat that cake if I want to. I can have an extra this if I want to. You know, I can wear a bathing suit in public if I want yeah. to. I can exercise in public without thinking people are saying, oh, she's exercising. What does she think that's going to accomplish? You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because one of the biggest criticisms that I see, um, I don't often read, like, the YouTube comments because I, I just don't advise that really. Yeah, really. But, um, but if I ever do take a gander, the two things that I see the most are – People saying, she is disgusting. She needs to exercise and lose some weight. Which I'm kind of thinking, are you aware that you're watching a video of a fat person exercising? That's exactly what I'm doing. And then they say, ugh, why is she doing that? She's disgusting. And I'm like, well, how can how can fat people win? You know, we're disgusting if, if we don't exercise. And then when we do, people still tell us that we're disgusting. Right. Um, and that's the conundrum that I think a lot of big people get into is they listen to what everyone else says and they let everyone dictate their life. And I know it's so cliche, but I truly have one life on this earth. I have one life to do everything that I want to do. And I will not let what someone else thinks determine how I'm going to spend my days. I don't care if my body in a bikini assaults your senses because I'm not here to be something good for you to look at. I wasn't put on this earth to please you. I wasn't put on this earth for you to find me attractive. I was put here to live my life the way that I want. And when I really understood that, that's when the change happened. When I really understood that I have a limited number of days and that I just can't wait. What am I waiting for? Nothing. I mean, none of us are waiting to cross every, we shouldn't be waiting to cross every T and dot every I for what? I yeah. mean, this moment that you and I are sharing together is extraordinary. I mean, what would we wait for? This message, right. you know, it's important that these messages get out. It's important that I was honest. You know, I don't know where that will take me. You know? I'm proud of you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. I mean, it was it's a big deal to to acknowledge that. I mean, I have no idea who's listening and watching and, you know, you know but who, who cares? Do, yeah, you, it, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't change. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't change what I've accomplished or what I'm going to accomplish. I mean, having doing what you're doing to what you're doing for me out here in this world is fabulous. Now, I do have some question, however about why identify yourself as a fat girl. Because right. if somebody gets on the YouTube and dances, they don't say the thin girl, or they don't say the tall girl, or they don't say right. the black girl, the white girl. 
maybe it's a good thing because you're drawing attention to the fatness. But you tell me, why fat? Yeah, well, I mean, people ask me that a lot. Um, or sometimes people don't realize that I've, you know, named the videos that myself, so they think it's insulting. But I think it's it's really important. Um, the word fat to me is not a negative word, and I want to take the power away from all the people who use it to shame me because I'm brunette, I'm short, I'm white, I'm fat. Like, it, it's not any different than any other kind of descriptive term. And you hear people all the time, we are so convinced that you cannot be fat and anything positive. We are so convinced that you can't be fat and attractive. You can't be fat and fit. You can't be fat and, and funny and all these things because how often do you hear someone say, you're not fat, you're beautiful. And what that statement means is that fat and beautiful can't coexist, and I feel that I'm living proof that it can. I mean, beauty's subjective. I, everyone doesn't think I'm beautiful, but I do, and some other people do, and my fatness doesn't negate that. My right. fatness doesn't negate how hard I can work in a gym. My fatness doesn't negate my intelligence. And I think if we stop dancing around the word and we just take it back for what it is, we're going to see some changes. We need to juxtapose right. the fact that I am fat and I can do all these good things so that we stop seeing it as an insult and we just see us for what we are. I mean, there's a lot of terms to describe a, women, a woman's body. and But I'm pretty sure that nobody, you know, I'm almost 400 pounds. I don't think anybody would disagree that I'm fat. So to, some, to someone try to convince me that I'm not fat, it, it's insulting. <laughs> like, well, and it's I want to ask you, but I also want to say that this is, you know, it's interesting that you, you mentioned um, about kind of sort of bringing to you people, right? You were dancing in the street. You brought people to you. I think it's right. also very interesting that when you were 130 pounds or 117 pounds or whatever you were, how you were not comfortable and you wanted a different body and the universe gave you a different body. <laughs> it sure did. It really did. It gave you a different body so that you could then appreciate both bodies. Yes. Right? Yes. And now you can be a spokesperson, not just for being a big body, but being a little body, being any kind of body. Yes. You can, you come from both sides of the desk. Right. Well, it doesn't end with being fat. I mean, obviously I think my message speaks a lot to fat women, um, but it's for skinny women. It's for women who are too tall. It's for people. It's not even just women because we're so often told that our, our bodies um, determine things about us that it really doesn't have to. So right. I just think that I think that's a good point. I mean, I wasn't always fat. Um, so when someone looks at me and says, oh, you just, you're just okay with your body because you don't know what it's like to be thin. Well, they're wrong. I do know what it's like to be thin. And I, I um, struggled with the same issues of shame and embarrassment and hating myself when I was 117 pounds. So I've lived this all the way from the day I was born until now. So um, nothing anybody can say would convince me that I, that I don't really know where my heart is or that I don't really know what I'm talking about because I have lived the whole spectrum. So is there anything better? Is thin better than heavier, heavier better than thin? Is there any better or not? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think 
if we're being realistic here, I, I do know that if I stay at this weight, my mother has diabetes, I do feel that I'll encounter health problems later on. I'm very lucky right now to not have any health problems. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I want to empower women. I want to say it's okay to love yourself as you are. But if I ignore the health issues, I would be a liar. Um, I certainly think that Health is very personal, though, and bodies are very different. I know that I'm in better health than one of my best friends who's about 140 pounds. Um, so we can't look at a body and determine one's health based on that. But I do think that, you know, if you're overweight or obese or fat or whatever you want to call it, you probably may be dealing with some extra health issues. And I think it's important to take note of that. I don't want to be in a situation where um, I get an injury or a health problem that then limits my life. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I wouldn't say it's better than being thin, but mm -hmm. I think it's important to be healthy at no matter right. what weight you are. And I do think that there is health at every size. And how old are you again? How old are you? I'm 30. 30. And then Chris is saying she loves how you say aggressive self-love because... Yes. You, you have no time to waste and you have to do what you have to do. But we, I think Rachel's on the line... Okay. Oh, good. Rachel, you there? I am. Hi. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Welcome. Rachel. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me join the conversation. And hey, Whitney. Hey. <laughs> so, Rachel, um, tell, tell us what your thing is. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> um, so, um, I am the founder of More to Love, and More to Love is a coaching practice that helps women, especially overweight women, find that missing piece of what does it mean to learn how to love your body? And a lot of times with the body positive movement and also women who are trying to separate from feeling shameful and bad about their bodies, there's this missing piece of, okay, well, I want to learn to love myself. How do you do that? So my work is um, devoted to helping women understand what that process looks like. And so I, I have a class online called the More to Love class, and that's predominantly the main way that I help women learn to separate their worth from their weight. So are you, I, I, have you had uh, weight issues? I have been um, overweight, I guess, since I looked at my medical records a few months ago, and I was so surprised that even as early as age six, my doctors classified me as overweight. So my whole upbringing and life has been filtered through this idea that the way that my body is naturally, it wasn't good enough. So for a long time, um, I struggled with coming to, coming to terms with, like, what is my body supposed to look like? How am I supposed to feel in my body? And I dieted for, um, I'm 30 myself, and up until maybe five maybe five or four years ago, I was always on some kind of diet, Weight Watchers, become less, exercise more. So there's always something that I need to fix within myself. Um, and one day I just completely had enough. And I decided that, you know what, I need to figure out what it means to love myself and not think that my body size dictates something about me. Right, 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 right. So um, with the work that you do, what is... Because, I mean, which we, we, obviously we've been talking about being a big, you know, fat person, but that body image is, any, is everybody, anybody and anybody. So what is it, what is, um, like, what is your main message or how do you help people um, open up the conversation and, and begin yeah. to feel different? What do you do? 
Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Whitney and I um, became friends around this time last year, and we talked a lot about this. It was, um, you know, what does it mean to love yourself and be happy with yourself, independent of what you weigh? And it sounds like if, if you have always associated your identity and your worth as someone that needs to lose weight, then it's really difficult to start to peel that back. So with my mortal of class and also private clients, go through a process of, okay, well, I mean, your body is one, one way that maybe the world sees you, but there's a whole host of other things that, comp- that make you who you are, like your spirit, your personality, the beautiful parts about you that you maybe have taken for granted that are those body parts. How do you start to reframe the narrative that you've told yourself that who you are, what you are, is never going to be good enough because it's always been viewed as too big? And so most of my women that I work with have would identify as being overweight, fat, obese, plus-sized, whatever you want to call it, but the core piece there is is that how they are today mm-hmm. isn't good enough, that they are miserable because of what their body looks like. So I want to flip that message because there's a difference between thinking that your body size says something about the quality of life that you're allowed to have. Right. And that's what we, that's what we work on. You know, it's interesting. I just had a flash when you were saying that. You know, when I was a teenager and then younger my mother was always that I can remember pretty thin you know always had a good body and but she always ate healthy you know and growing up when I was having that body image and feeling overweight and I was and feeling uncomfortable even when I wasn't overweight I would watch her eat and I would be so resentful of how Mm. she ate like a piece you know she had a sandwich it was one piece of she took one piece of bread off and she ate one she'd scoop out the bagels and I'm like I was mad at her for doing that because she was already thin. And then I, you know, and I began to realize that the reason she was thin was because she scooped out the bagel and she ate one slice of bread, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to be mad at her for being prettier than me or thinner than me anymore. I just started to maybe, you know, look at myself a little differently. Absolutely. There's so many um, messages, you know, and we just are so confused by all of them, and I think some people feel good about themselves already. It's there. I know it's already there. It's just tapping mm-hmm. into it to, you know, to get away from all the, you know, the the noise to get to the real message. Because, I, you know, like like um, Whitney, you said you don't see yourself, right? You're coming. You how you see yourself or how you see the world is what comes out of your eyes. If you see the world as a nice place you know, happy, colorful, bright, joyful. That's how you see the world. If you don't, you're going to see it some way different. And you yeah. don't feel like um, out of, you don't feel wrong. You feel good. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't feel that I'm um, really out of the ordinary. I don't feel right. that I'm, um, I know intellectually, if I think about it, I'm usually the biggest person in a room. But when I walk in the room, I don't feel that anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I do get um, something negative, especially if it's in public, it will shock me because I, I stop and I forget that right. some people are looking at me and, and there's something about my body that, that is so, um, I just guess, out there, noticeable right. in their face that they have to make a negative comment about it. And when I first met Rachel, that was something that, 
you know, she and I really talked about a lot and she helped me with because for the first time I was realizing that I didn't have to actually live the way that other people saw me. And once I just got out in the world and started to do that, I noticed that I got to do the things that I wanted to do and I got to be happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that I, and Rachel and I have talked about this, that, that I, I could do things. I, mean, I had literally told myself for years that I couldn't dance. Whit- Whitney, let me ask you a question. Once you did that, did you see the world differently? Yes, I did. Um, and I even, I, I hate to admit this, but I used to um, judge other people differently as well. And I would never, ever say something to anyone rude or anything. But in my mind, because I was indoctrinated with, with the belief that women are supposed to look a certain way. And so if I saw like a fat woman out in public doing something, it it kind of made me angry like oh who does she think she is and the reason that stirred anger in me is because I wasn't ready to live that way and in all reality I was jealous of that I wanted to live that way and through meeting Rachel and and um you know talking with her and going through parts of her class and stuff like that I found a freedom that the only thing that was really limiting me was my own mind um and that I could do things and I'm not going to you know I can't do a lot I mean there's there's a lot of dance for example things that I am physically incapable of doing now but I can still do things and I'm not going to tell myself that I don't deserve to dance at all just because I can't do all the things I did when I was 130 pounds right so uh Rachel hold on don't go away but I just have a couple more questions for Whitney that that's coming up Whitney do you have a boyfriend do you what's (laughs) what's your love life like well no i do not have a boyfriend um it's currently taking applications though okay <laughs> all right everyone this is a this is a this is a very powerful woman so if you know anybody who's single this yeah. is a powerful woman yeah but i like to wear the pants you I like, like to, to wear, wear the pants <laughs> oh, do, so, and you want them wearing the dress <laughs> they can wear whatever makes them feel good okay but you want to wear the pants what does that mean um you know, I've recently kind of had um, an analysis of my love life because I, it was funny, when I was really miserable, I had no shortage of men in my life. Um, and I don't know why that is because now I'm the happiest and the most confident and it's been You're harder. You're not needy. You're not needy. Right. It's been harder for me to find um, a man that I really want to connect with. And I'm, you know, I'm older now. I'm 30 and I you know, would like to have a really long lasting loving relationship. And I think that's exactly what I realized was that now I know exactly who I am and um, I'm not going to settle for anything less. So in a way it makes it harder, but I do hope that the next partner I find will accept me for the way that I am. And um, I'm, I'm a dominant person. That's what I mean by like to wear the pants. Um, And before I was just willing to compromise on a lot of things because I really kind of thought I was pretty lucky um, to have a man who would call me his girlfriend and go out with me in public because I knew I was fat. And that, you know, doomed me to a life of being alone and single. So um, I don't feel that way anymore. And um, I think that the next man that I'm with will be very lucky. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. Rachel, (laughs) Rachel, you're laughing. I'm smiling. Good, good. Do you um? So in 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 how you coach, so you you take somebody from soup to nuts. I mean, through nutrition, or is that something you yeah. don't get into? Um, I I mean, we it's almost impossible not to touch upon, um, you know, how you eat, how you move your body, how you dress yourself. 
Um, but everything that I work with um, clients, both in the More to Love class and also privately in another workshop, is body acceptance through the lens of self-love. Like, I would say at the end of the day, my work is predominantly in the realm of learning to connect and appreciate and adore who you are first, and then those naturally filter out to the other areas that you may have felt um, you weren't at peace with. Mm -hmm. And um, I think maybe earlier before I joined in, you were talking about confidence. And I work a lot about, work a lot with confidence. And my definition of confidence is not something that um, people have or don't have. I believe everyone has this, you know, incredible source of zest and um, drive in life to sort of achieve and become who they want to be. There's things blocking it. There are things getting in the way that are taking the fun out of living. And a lot of times those are, are negative myths about what you believe to be true about yourself. So most of my work is, is understanding and clarifying how those myths are stopping you from that, like, innate core that is awesomely you and, and like your ideal vision of yourself and letting that come through. And then it's really incredible. The more the women that I work with tap into that like inner resolve to be loved and to love themselves, the body image, what they thought was like to blame the weight or they didn't have an, enough, you know, opportunities for fashion or clothing, mm. they start to fall to the wayside where right. they're able to sort of see that there's, there's hope that there's a way to have the life that you want and not have it be contingent on the body you think you ought to have. Yeah, you know, I'm always, um, I'm always fascinated, I guess I could say, by how people shift. You know, mm -hmm. that's why it's so relevant, the work you're doing, the focus you're putting on things, Rachel, the way Whitney is, people need permission to yeah. tap into that place of knowing that they have inside of them that's that or that knows that they have value that they are mm -hmm. spe you know that they have something very important to share and yeah. you know when you help somebody um you know find it see it feel it experience it and then they could you know co go go do something valuable and they get you know praise you know uh, Whitney, you're getting a lot of support and praise. You're getting a lot yeah. of like, thank you. That has to be a, a great way for you to keep on moving and going through this. It is. And I, um, you know, it's it's not an accident how all this played out for me. Rachel mentioned we, we met each other via Skype. And this is before I knew anything about the, you know, body positive movement. I don't even know if I'd ever heard those two words before because I was just mostly interested in not being fat. So I wasn't going to seek out anything that really made me feel better about myself while still being fat. And Rachel and I kind of met serendipitously and and I told her at through our conversations and she's coaching me and telling me, um, you know, that what, what she just said was, was so true. It's, it's not our bodies that are stopping and limiting our lives. Um, it's something else, some deep seated beliefs that we have inside. And as we were breaking through those, I told her, I said, Rachel, I feel like I'm on the cusp of something and I don't know what it is, but like, I just feel like something's about to happen. And a few months later, there I was, um, you know, my YouTube videos went viral and I'm on national TV talking about um, how to have a good body image when I just kind of figured it out myself. And but so, that's and what people appreciate is watching somebody do it with them. Right. I think that's yeah. very valuable in all of this stuff. I mean, here I'm sitting telling everybody my weight. 
um, I'm not exclusive. You know, I'm not, you know, I, it, it means something to me. We're watching this together. So I think that's very important that people get to realize that, you know, we are going in this journey together and, they're, you know, people are not alone. Now, there are people, Rachel, I'm sure, Whitney, I'm positive, that um, for some reason don't, are not able to break free, a breakthrough. They're, uh, you know, they are their body type. They are, they do have some, you know, semi-ownership of how they look, and that's, they have allowed that to stand in their way. You know, you, Whitney, have dug your way out of that. You know, not everybody has or will, even though I believe everybody can on some yeah. level. So what would you say to the person who, you know, that's out there just can't, just may not want to, or what would you say to them? Well, I mean, I think about me and, and when I was growing up, even when I was, when I was thin and I was struggling with body image and then when I gained the weight and then I lost some of it and I gained some of it back and all of that through all of those experiences, I never really had, um, someone to look at to kind of model myself after or someone that I considered to be proof that there was still a life to be lived after you were fat. Um, I never had that and I still made it. Um, so I would encourage everyone to, um, you know, find somebody that you like, find somebody that you respect. I mean, I've got people, I know Rachel does too, people from all over the place, um, emailing, messaging, saying thank you. Find, find somebody like that. Find some inspiration wherever you can. And then just realize that there is a way. I mean, I, I'm, I'm grateful that it happened for me. And I'm kind of surprised that it happened for me because I didn't really have, have that many people to look up to to show me the way. But what I do know is that a, a path can be made where you thought there was none. Right. I mean, I spent a decade, literally, of my life that almost feels that I, it was just wasted. With, Whitney, um, Whitney, tell me something. And I have yeah. some real, and I, we have like 10 minutes left, so I want to shoot some real fast questions at you. Okay, so, great. So, and Rachel, hold on. I'm not, we're not, I just want some, some specific mm -hmm. things. So we, there are models, you know, there are models out there every day that are, you know, big and beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, there are stores all over Lane Bryant, whatever, that are big and beautiful. Why are you different why are you, why is what you're doing different than what we've already seen? Well, this is just my own personal opinion. I sometimes get frustrated um, that when people are speaking out to big women, a lot of the emphasis is put on, you can buy these clothes and you can buy this shapewear okay. and you can still look great and men can still like you and, you know, you know, only a dog wants a bone and all this kind of like reverse body shaming that we're doing to thin women. And I, I, I want to get on board with it, but I can't really, because at the end of the day, um, there's nothing wrong with fashion. There's nothing wrong. I mean, I have fake hair. There's nothing wrong with like doing things to aesthetically please yourself or whatever. But at the end of the day, what gives me my confidence and what determines my self-worth is not the way that I look at all. Mm -hmm. So I think with bigger women, we're kind of, it's kind of a misstep to still keep focusing on how we look, how we look, how we look, because even though you're, you're, you know, saying it's okay to be bigger, we're still telling women that the most important thing you need to do is to be beautiful. And mm -hmm. I don't believe that. Okay. So did, when you get dressed or even yes. like 
like today, did you, I, I see you're wearing a tank because you exercise. Did you purposely yeah. wear that today? Or is that just how you normally dress? No, this is, um, you know, this is me, authentic, totally. Okay. So will you do me a favor? Yeah. I don't know if you can. Can you get up and do a dance move? <laughs> okay, we'll see. Okay, here you go. All right, here I am. Yep. Let's see. Can you see all of me? Yep. Okay, I'll just, um, I'll just give you a little hip rolls, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. A little hula. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That, you're so sweet. <laughs> you are so sweet. Thank you. Rachel. Rachel, yes. you there? Okay. Yeah. I have I have a question for you. I know we've been talking a lot about women, but what about men? Do you have any insight uh, into no. men? No. You specifically and go ahead. I I you know, I I think about this a lot. That so much of the body positive frame has been from the female perspective, that there is a whole host of issues that pertain to men and that all and also that like transcends however you would define yourself. And I've actually been speaking with a few um, gentlemen on bringing in that conversation into mortal love mm -hmm. because, you know, body acceptance is not just for women. Mm -hmm. It's for everybody because the pressures that I'm sure men face themselves aren't being articulated and they may process it a different way. And it's something I'm very keen on seeing how I can expand the mission of mortal love to include everybody that feels that how they're showing up in the world isn't how they feel is connected with how they want to live. Yeah. Um, so, and, and also, I mean, and sort of part of what the, um, the question that you had to Whitney earlier was, you know, I see, I see beauty and wellness and happiness as completely unlimited. That there's no such thing as like, there's a set amount for you and that's all you get. And so, I think the amazing part about the body positive movement is that it's grassroots, that it's, you know, bloggers and um, people like Whitney and I sharing how our story, sharing our struggles, sharing what we go through day to day, and that is inspiring people from the bottom up. So there's not really like a hierarchy of, of someone saying, like, this is how you do it. And there may be like a few people that a lot of um, you know, people gravitate towards because of their maybe their profile and just the way that they have the platform. But when you get into like social media, and I don't think either either one of us, Whitney or or myself or like Test Monster or anyone would be able to have this level of impact in people's lives if it weren't for the use of the internet and social media. Yeah. And that like proliferation of, of of everyone, no matter where they are, in their home, in their office, in their car, at the gym, you know, anywhere can participate in feeling beautiful and sharing what's true for them. And I mean, even just like thinking about it that way, it is so empowering to know that sooner or later for the, for the gentleman, more and more voices will come up and that, that part of it will, will join in on it. And I think it's just incredible that it is successful because the people living day to day, walking the streets, you know, having that shame and working beyond it are sharing their story. And that is all it takes to inspire yeah, somebody. Exactly. And I, and I, you know, men tend to be more accepted, I think, you know, yeah. you see a lot more men being accepted that are overweight or whatever. However, 
that's how they're being accepted. That's not how they are accepting themselves. We have no idea what's going right. on sometimes inside of a person. I mean, I know that there are times that I see a woman walk into a room, and of course I relate to women because I'm a woman. I see women walk into a room, and you can see you know, a woman walk into the room who, like Whitney. I guarantee she walks into a room, and she owns the room. There's no question that when she walks into the room, she is going to own that room if she's made up or not. If she's made up and she walks into a room and she looks luxurious and her hair is pretty and it's flowing and all these things, people will only pay attention to the beauty for the most part. So, you know, men have it, you know, have it a little bit, I think, a little easier. But then again, I'm not inside of a man. I see a lot of men who walk around with their, you know, hunched over, you know, not standing up straight, not holding their heads up straight. And women in general now, not just because of body type, but women are in many ways eating a man for lunch. They're much, I mean, you talk about aggressive self-love, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, we are in a lot of ways, men are really struggling, young boys, you know, women are just got it going on in a lot of ways and you know maybe it's how we've observed life all these years and just waited our turn I don't know but I do know that when mm -hmm. women are very powerful and men if if they ever needed support they need it now so I just wanted to say yeah. that so Whitney tell everybody your website you know the campaign what you need what you're looking for what what's happening Okay, um, the website for my campaign is nobodyshame.com, nobodyshame.com, and there you can see videos, there's a blog, I don't post as much as I should, um, but also there's a store where you can get, um, you know, shirts, sweatshirts, bags, hats, stuff like that, and a portion of the proceeds goes to the National Association of Eating Disorders and also the National uh, PCOS Foundation, so it's for a good cause. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, you can just type in Whitney Way Thor, and my personal page and my fan page will come up. Um, also, I'm on Instagram. Um, my handle is Way Whitney, and I'm on Twitter, but I'm still learning how to tweet. <laughs> and my handle is Whitney Way. And your message of freedom, Whitney, is what? Uh, the message is to learn how to love ourselves and live fully every single day without shame. So that's a great message. Rachel, what about you? What would be your message of freedom? Yeah, my message is your weight is not your worth. That the body type that you have is not limiting all the fun and happiness and, and care that you can give to yourself and to other people. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So I, um, those all make perfect sense to me. And I want to go back to uh, Whitney for another minute or so and, and ask you, so how do you re-energize yourself, I guess? You know, it takes a lot of energy to do what you're doing. It takes a lot of energy to go out there and be, you know, be out there as much as you are, show up as much as you're showing up share as much as you're sharing. I mean, to go in the middle of Times Square and dance for anybody would be, like, uh, extraordinary. Right. How, do, how, are you, how are you doing it? You get support from your family? I mean, how are you doing it? Is it eating? I mean, drinking? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I sleep basically every...
every free minute that I can. And um, no, my family is wonderful. And the really cool thing is that we're all on this journey together. Um, we're all figuring this stuff out um, as we go along and they're learning how to um, be more body positive and, and, and we're exploring all these things, which is really awesome because my parents are almost 70. So, you know, um, very old fashioned too. So I think that they're kind of opening up to things that they never thought they would um, really be learning about, but they're a huge support system for me. Uh, I tend to get, sometimes when I get down, like the other day I was, I was um, out at a bar and I thought I'm going to re-energize myself. I'm going to go out with my friends and, you know, just go have a few drinks and have a great time. And, you know, by the end of the night, um, you know, nobody had really talked to me a whole lot. And then finally this guy um, started a conversation with me basically just to point out how fat I am. And I, when I left, I, I almost started to get down and I was driving home and I thought, gosh, you know, I, I wanted to go out and have a good time. And then this is what happens to me. And then, and I almost started to cry. Uh, but then I didn't because I thought, Whitney, look at where you were 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago, maybe you didn't have all these wonderful things going on in your life, but you couldn't even go out to the bar. You would have been at your house crying and just waiting for the moment when you could have lost weight. So I always look back at where I was and where I am now, and I know that I have a, a long way to go. And um, that always makes me feel better and puts things into perspective. Okay, so when you say you have a long way to go, I, I would have to differ with you. Sorry. I would have to say that it's it you do not have a long way to go. Well, I mean I have still so much more to experience and Oh, and that's like, different. Yeah. That's well, like different. Point it out. I mean, there is infinite happiness Absolutely. And to be had and so I I just think like gosh, my life has changed so tremendously over the last year and I have so much more to experience. Right. Um and I just can't wait for it. So will you go back to a bar? Yes, duh. So you will not, it, that will not stand in your way. No, and in fact, I learned how to stand up for myself. You know, when things like that used to happen to me years ago, I would cry and I would think, gosh, those people are jerks. But I would cry and I think, well, Whitney, you know, that's what you get. That's what you get when you go out in public and you're fat. And now I look those people in the eye and I tell them why they're wrong. And, you know, this guy, he, he was genuinely kind of surprised. He's like, well, I didn't know that was offensive. And I'm like, are you serious? So I take a little teachable moment and then, you know, and then I go about my little way. Yeah. Cause it's a lot easier to be you or for me to be me in my environment where I'm powerful. Right. You know, like it's, I'm powerful here, right? I'm powerful in when I'm coaching, I'm powerful when I'm speaking and I've been hired to speak. I'm powerful in those moments, but when I am in a place where they don't know me, Right. You know, I have to find my power. I have mm -hmm. to get, remember who I am and why I'm yep. in this world. You know, why were you at that bar? Why, you know, what is it about that bar that's going to, you know, be some kind of um, material for you to use in some right. conversation down the road, you know? Exactly. You know, we have to remember who we are and our purpose in this world. And so your purpose is to what? In one My word. In one word. In one word. What's your purpose? Live. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Oh, yes. That's perfect. Rachel, what's your purpose in one word? I was going to say live, too. But that's okay. <laughs> well, the, I, was gonna say, I mean, it was, it was a time between love. Love? I, love. Like, love. Like, love yourself so fiercely that everyone else around you can't help but be ignited by it. So one and word. Love. So what's one word, Rachel? Love. Love. Okay. 
And and do we have somebody calling now? No, okay. Um, I think I've, I've never asked that question before, but I think if I was going to ask that to me, what would I say? I think I would say show. In this moment, I would say show. Show it. You know what I mean? Show yeah. it all so that uh, people will know, people will see, people will hear. Show. I don't know where that came from, but that's what I got. So I like it. Thank you. I liked it too. So yeah. Whitney, Whitney, again, your website? Nobodyshame.com. Anything else, any other fi- final parting words that you want to share? Uh, I just want to, I guess, say to someone who's watching this and, and maybe they're they're listening to Rachel and they're seeing me and they're thinking, oh, they, they have something different. There's something magical about that. That can't happen to me. Um, I don't deserve that. I'll never have that. I just want to tell you that you can. You can. If, if it can happen to me, it can happen for you. Right. And I believe that totally about pretty much everything. I mean, mm. if this can happen to me, if I can be doing this, if I can be doing a lot of other things, then anybody can, then yes. anybody can. Rachel, any final word? Yeah. Um, if people uh, want to check out Mortal Love's work, the best way to do it is head to mortallovewithrachel.com. And you can also Google Rachel Estapa, and all the goodies will come up. Facebook profile for Mortal Love, really active. Spell um, your last Instagram. name, Rachel. Spell your last yeah. name. Yeah. So it's, um, my first name is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, last name E-S-T-A-T-A. Um, and when you Google Rachel Estapa, you'll come up some, with more to love. There are also um, a lot of articles that I've written that are in Huffington Post and Exo Jane. Um, you know, me putting myself out there in bikinis and my wedding about not losing weight in, in advance of my wedding. So um, head to that and... Definitely email. Well, listen, email me, I, me let me make a suggestion to both of you to please go ahead and like the Breaking Free show on Facebook yeah. and post your post these pictures, Rachel. Post links okay. to your uh, workshop and Whitney, keep posting, you know, videos or whatever. Just keep sharing them because that's a good portal for us to then reshare. So go ahead and do that. And for everybody out there, if I can be of any service to you at all, please feel free to click above my head and you'll see my um, email address. And I would love to support you in any way that I can. If you have an idea for a show, if you want to be on here and you've got some message that you want to show to the world, please get in touch with us because this is the kind of uh, information that we want to share with everyone. And I want to thank you, Rachel, so much for coming on and um, adding so much with your expertise. That was wonderful. And thank you. You're, oh, it's my pleasure. And Whitney, you are just, um, thank you. A gem. Uh, Amnon said, I couldn't, I had no word. Amnon just gave it to me. A gem. And I just want to thank you for everybody that hasn't had a chance to thank you yet. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, know, you for having You're fun. welcome. To, uh, connect with, like-minded people and um sometimes in a world that where you do face a lot of negativity it's it's always really great to come on a show like this and connect with someone who gets it and and feel that energy so i appreciate that you're very welcome stay on don't go away yet but everybody out there thank you so very much for being here and for sharing this with us do me a favor look watch our our link for this and go on youtube marilyn shannon on youtube and go ahead and 
Share these shows. Share today's show. I promise you there's somebody out there that wants to know about Whitney, wants to see the show. Maybe they may not be ready yet, but at least if they connect and they know it's possible, then when they are, she'll be there ready for them. So with that, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, everyone in the chat and all of you listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. tuned to the Nissan Communications Network. Our weekly lineup of call-in programs includes Computers 2K Now with Amnon Nissan, Health In with Debbie Brooke, Breaking Free with Marilyn Shannon, Lessons of Vietnam with NCVBI members, The Tanya Love Show, Your Healthy Pet with Gisela DiCarlo. And if you tuned in too late, you can always watch each program in its entirety or download an MP3 audio file of it at www.nissancommunications.com. Sponsored by Atomus.com, makers of quality video recorders and converters for professionals. CarolinaApparel.com and DeltaForce.net. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.